All right, there will be several types of world governments that we will use in the seventh grade class this year. So let's get a short definition for each of the types that will come up. Now, there are many other types. There might even be some other ones that I mentioned, but these will be the big ones. So first of all is a monarchy. Most of you heard this in sixth grade. This is the powers in a king or queen. Now, there are different levels of power based on the individuals, just like you have some people who are in control of the situation and some people do not have control. It's the same thing with rulers. We'll have some kings that are extremely powerful and some kings and queens that are not so powerful. They're being controlled by someone else or, or because of age. The key thing to remember about monarchy, though, this is passed on by bloodline. Now, this class starts with the uh, medieval time periods and moves in the Renaissance. And this is kings. This is monarchy. Now, once again, Kings have to, a royalty has to marry royalty because this is your bloodline. You don't marry commoners or etc. A lot of this is also passed on um, through the oldest male, assuming the other ones survive, etc. Now, another type of uh, government is dictatorship. Now, this is where the power resides in one person. Now, this person usually has taken the, the control by force the military or etc now despite what we think about you know dictatorship has a very bad taste in their mouth but it, dictatorship can be good or bad but the problem with this is absolute power corrupts absolutely if i have absolute power even if i have the good of most people i will become corrupt over time i will have uh, questionable actions am i allowed to torture someone a few to save many, this type of thing. So how these usually come into being, though, for, for our history class is through revolutions or what they call a coup d'etat, which is French for a military overthrow. This is where your general usually becomes the leader of the country. Now, another one along this line, similar, is a totalitarianism. Now, this is where power resides in one party or system. Now, this is not one person who is the power like a dictatorship this is the party so example the chinese party is communist okay it one person has the power but the communist party will remain in power and we'll get into arguments whether they are actually communist or not a little bit later on in the year now once again these are several different names but they all have 100 percent power the system that they create is used to support or become the base for their power. So I hope this is clear. Once again, there will be some uh, videos to watch. Now, democracy. Now, this here in America is what most people say, yes, this is what we, we have and we love, and etc. But the question I'm going to ask you, is it? Every citizen must take part. This is where the majority rule. And the parts in the government are not full-time occupations. So using just those three definitions is the United States democracy. Well, not every citizen votes, not every citizen takes part. Is it majority rule? Supposedly. Now I say supposedly because we have this thing called electoral college and you'll get more of that in eighth grade and then when I get to the uh, American Revolution. But full-time occupations. A lot of times the government becomes the full-time occupation of these people. So many of your people, including politicians, say democracy, democracy, democracy. 
but it's your ancient Greeks who actually had the true form of democracy where every citizen, every male citizen took off to vote. They did the black pebble and the white pebble, if you remember from last year. More along what we have here in the United States is a republic. This is where we elect representatives to the government to represent us. They are supposedly responsible to the people. They must be watched by the people, though. Here's where the problem comes in. Not a lot of people watch what goes on up there. They have no idea how your senator or your congressman or congresswoman voted. But these people make and enforce laws that people need because the role of the government was to protect the people. That is the role of a government, to protect the people. Now, the question you're going to ask now is, well, which people? All people, some people, once again, these are the questions I want you to think about throughout the year. Now, another type of government is called communism. Now, we will use two forms of communism. We will have true communism. This is the one where Frederick Engels and Karl Marx came up with the idea that the people will control the means of production. This means where everybody gets what they need to survive. This is the idea that the people will look out for the rest of the people. Now, what problem we have is real communism. This is where the government controls all the means of production. Why? Well, the government takes it over until the people are ready. But once I have power, am I likely to give up power? The answer to that is no. It takes a real strong person or a special person to give up power voluntarily. So it ends up in communism, the government controls all the means of production, not the people, which is not communism. But once again, we'll get to that during World War I and the revolution, and when we get to uh, the Russia moving into what we call the Soviet Union. Another government we'll talk about is socialism. This is where the community controls the means and distribution side. This is where, once again, it sounds sort of like uh, true communism, where the people, but this is a certain community. This is different levels on this practice today. Like Sweden is more socialistic than we are. Canada is a more socialistic. Now, many of you might have heard your parents using when you say Bernie Sanders wanted socialism, etc. Socialism in itself is not a bad word, but how we use it today is more of, of the bad word. Well, why? Because you're talking about, you know, uh, the Nazi parties of Adolf Hitler that was socialism in base because there are different percentages of the community that controls the distribution. Well, in that case, this was the government. This was the Nazi party. But under true socialism, people are responsible for each other. Once again, it's based in the goodness of humanity. Now, an aristocracy that we will talk about. If you're following along the notes, this is number uh, eight. Aristocracy is a certain class of people that hold the privileges, known mainly the wealth. Now, an aristocracy can actually be within any of these before mentioned. Okay, now we're not going to get into things like oligarchies and etc. Because we're going to talk about the ones we mainly will hear in this class. An aristocracy is, is a certain wealthy group of people. Today we would call the one percenters. If you've heard your parents mention this or heard it in the news, that control one percent, one percent of people control like 80 to 90 percent of the world's wealth. That is an aristocracy. They pass it to their family or heirs or their companies, etc. So just keep in mind when we say 
especially talking about the revolution, they're trying to get rid of the aristocracy. That's a big fancy word for a certain, certain class of people. And the last one that we'll probably be talking about in this class, which you need to remember, is a theocracy. Theocracy. This is where the religious leader is in charge of the government. Now, he or she is supposed to represent God, God on earth. It's not God that's here, but that person represents. Once again, you might have this when we talk about um, Iran, where you have the Ayatollah Khomeini or whoever it happens to be at the time that's in charge, and they bring Islamic law to the people, and everyone that becomes the law. So here, if this was a theocracy, our Ten Commandments would become so honor thy mother and father. You, you back talk to your parents, you can be arrested. That would be a theocracy because that's against the Ten Commandments. Now, this is a very short and brief introduction and probably the major ones that we'll talk about. Now, you'll read about many of these, especially during the Enlightenment, except we're, we're going to have ideas. But this is where I'll be mentioning the question, monarchy. So just keep this in mind. Make sure you mark this in your notebook or have this in a certain page so you can reference this quite a bit throughout the year. All right. I hope this helps.